This teaching is brought to you by Christian Family Church International. It's so good, so good to be here. I have come to visit from the city of God, which is called Imalachli. <laughs> I'm joking, he's everywhere, always. Um, greetings from Christian Family Church, Imalachleni. Such a beautiful church in the eastern part of our country, but it's such an honor to be here. And I just want to honor my spiritual parents this morning, Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev. What a great honor and, and privilege it is to be called one of their sons. It's just so, so awesome to be under their cover. Amen. And I want to thank them for this opportunity. I want to honor all the pastors, Pastor Johnny, Pastor Simone, Pastor Andre, Christine, Tracy, Pastor Greg, Pastor Jenny. Okay, I'm going to stop now, Pastor Simon. Just, <laughs> I love you guys so much. Um, invested in my life and uh, uh, just helped me to be, to come to the place where I am right now. This morning we're going to speak on a subject that I believe will change your life. I believe there's people sitting here and there's a lot of distractions going on in your life. There's a lot of things that your thoughts are focused on. You are thinking of things. You are, you are experiencing a lot of emotions that are not from God. And I'm here to tell you that Jesus loves you. I was thinking about the song that we sang, Reckless Love. And there's a lot of comments about that on uh, social media that we're not supposed to use the word reckless in terms of who God is, but we, we just clarified that in the last song. Like, His love is unexplainable, inexplainable. We, we, we don't have words. So we use the words that we have to explain that. We cannot fathom the love of, a, of the Most High Almighty God to the lengths that He went to to save me and you. He's just awesome. Amen. And so we're going to talk about fixing our eyes. I was here on celebration and we spoke about Rocky and I said five things, five tips, five fighting tips to go the distance. And, and I just want to clarify the distance this morning. I read a, a, a scripture and I don't, unfortunately I don't have it on the screens. Philippians 3 verse 12 to 14. Just, just, just listen to these words in the Passion Translation. I admit that I haven't yet acquired the absolute fullness that I am pursuing, but I run with passion into His abundance so that I may reach the purpose that Jesus Christ has called me to fulfill and wants me to discover. Do you see that? I, I want to I get to that place of abundance, to reach the purpose that Jesus Christ has called me to fulfill and wants me to discover. God's, God wants you to discover the place of abundance, the place of purpose that He has for you. Verse 13, I don't depend on my own strength to accomplish this. However, I do have one compelling focus. Somebody say focus. I forget all the Past as I fasten my heart to the future instead. I run for the divine invitation of reaching the heavenly goal and gaining the victory prize through the anointing of Jesus. I want to go that distance. I want to experience the abundance of the fullness of His purpose for me. Amen. Are, are you excited about that already? That, that is what He has for you, for each and every one of us. It doesn't matter where you come from or what you did this morning on the way here. 
Yeah, I saw that taxi drive in front of you. But it doesn't matter. He, he loves you. He loves you. And he, he, he's got a purpose for you, abundant purpose. And so we, we're living in a time that we, we don't have time to waste. We, we need to be busy with things that are expanding the kingdom of God. We, we, need to, we need to be sharing with people the love of Jesus Christ. God, God went to great lengths to save you. He, he died on a cross for you and me. Amen. To, to make you a child of himself and give you the life that he has prepared you for. I, I'm so... <laughs> and I can't be busy with, with, with religion because that proved itself of, itself to, of no help. And therefore, I desperately need to press into the presence of God every moment of every day. And let's just thank God. Father, we thank you for your presence this morning. We thank you that we can come into your presence, Lord. Not because of anything that we have done, but because of you, Jesus. Because of the blood of Jesus. And we thank you for your word this morning. I pray that you will come and you will renew our hearts, our minds, our lives. That healing will come, deliverance will come, wholeness will come. And people will be saved this morning. I give you all the praise. As you think through my mind, Holy Spirit, and speak through my mouth. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. I, I asked them to, to get me a few bricks for this thing, just to get it up a bit. <laughs> but it uh, seems like somebody forgot about it. So, so I just used a bigger font, you know, so I can see my notes. <laughs> as, as you know, we, our, our family, not just me, we, we are sports fans. And uh, I had a conversation with Pastor Andre uh, just now uh, about the rugby. Uh, the other day, the Springboks beating the Italians. Wasn't that good? That, that, was, that was just an amazing game. But we, we, we love all kinds of sports. Uh, if you attended Celebration, you know that we're like into boxing and everything. And so, but one of the great sports in our house is tennis. As, as long as I have been married to my wife... There's some tennis fans over there. <laughs> Hallelujah. As long as we've been married, uh, my wife put in leave for two weeks when Wimbledon is on. And, and so we, we, we will just watch Wimbledon. And so uh, about two years ago, I just thank God for DSTV now. So I can also watch some other sports while the tennis is on. <laughs> but now with the last US Open... Because they, they broadcasted it at night, it's difficult for us to, to, to follow the whole tournament. But we started watching and following what is happening, especially in the women's part of the, of the tournament. And we saw this, this young girl, 19 years old, Bianca Andrescu, playing against Serena Williams, the legend of tennis. And so we started watching the game. We came, came home. It was the sun. I think it was Sunday evening. Yeah. After church. We, we sat down, started watching the first game, and then it started becoming interesting, and we found ourselves watching the whole game. And, and as you know, Bianca Andrescu, against all odds, won this game. And, and the this, this sermon is not about tennis. It, it's, it's about something that the commentators say. I feel the joy of the Lord this morning. I was, I was standing there. I was just so excited. God is good. And, and so they said her mother taught her from 12 years old to, to meditate and to focus on what she's busy with. 
And, 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 and that just struck something in my heart and I listened. And, and they said that at 16 years old when she won the amateur, the US Open amateur uh, tournament, she wrote herself a fake check for the winner of the US Open. And she lived and worked and focused and fixated on winning this tournament. And three years later, she stood on the podium as the winner of the US Open. So, so that's, that's, just, that's just sport, but it's, it's, it's based on a bu basic biblical principle. To focus, to get your focus fixed. To be fixated, I love the word fixated, and, and I'll explain it now. But there's people living lives in mediocrity, substandard, and in unhappiness. They make the wrong decisions. They blame others for the consequences of those decisions. And the, the, the thing is that God has given us life and that in abundance. John 10 verse 10 says, the thief has only one thing in mind. He wants to steal, slaughter, and destroy. But I, Jesus says, have come to give you everything in abundance, more than you expect. Life in its fullness until you overflow hallelujah more than you expect more than you expect somebody say more. more more than you expect that is what jesus came for and so to for us to to get to that place where paul is also talking about i want to discover i want to fulfill what god has for me this purpose of abundance and and experience more than i expect i need to be fixated on him I need to be fixated. And, and the title of our message is Fixated on Jesus. And some synonyms for the word fixated is obsessed, preoccupied with, single-minded, gripped by, immersed in, taken up with, wrapped up in. I just love it. I, I want to be fixated on Jesus. I am obsessed with him. I am wrapped up in him. Listen, listen to what the word of God says in Ephesians. Come now. In Ephesians 1 verse 3. These things don't work. When, whenever you want them to work, they just don't work. What is up with that? There we go. Every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realm has already been lavished upon us as a love gift from our wonderful heavenly Father, the Father of our Lord Jesus, all because He sees us wrapped up into Christ. This is why we celebrate Him with all our hearts. Can you imagine? This is how God sees you. He sees you wrapped up in Christ. So, so I, I think it's time for each and every one of us to see ourselves wrapped up in Christ. Become obsessed with, fixated on Christ so we can experience everything that He has for us. If you want that, to live that life, fulfill the calling, reach the purpose, I need to be fixated. Fixated on Him. So, so it sounds like an instruction. And maybe it is. And I want to be obedient to every instruction that God gives me. Because what I love about my Father, my Heavenly Father, is that with every instruction, He also gives me the ability to fulfill that instruction. Isn't that amazing? He says, I want you to focus. But I'm going to give you everything you need to be able to focus. 
I'm going to give you weapons of the spiritual warfare to take thoughts captive and bring it under the obedience of Jesus. Listen to 2 Peter 1 verse 3 in the New Living Translation. By His divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. Somebody say, everything. I said everything and you said everything. Somebody say everything. everything. <laughs> there are two aspects of fixing our eyes that I want to quickly look at today. And I, I believe that this is going to help you. Even if you watch my live stream, I, I want to invite you to, to just listen to this because I believe it's going to change your life. I'm, I believe that this week, this coming week, is going to be a better week than ever before. You, you're going to live a victorious week in, in Christ Jesus. The, the, the first thing is we become what we focus on. We become what we focus on. Uh, Proverbs 23 verse 7 says, As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. As a man thinks, so is he. So what we think about, we become. And then the second one is what we gaze at grows. You remember when, when, when Jesus said to Peter that he could come and walk on the water with him? He was walking on the water as he watched, as he looked at, as he focused, as he was fixated on Jesus. He walked on the water. But as soon as he gazed at the waves around him, he started to sink. What we gaze at grows. And the moment he turned back his, his focus to Jesus, he was saved out of that situation. This is vital, vitally important principles to understand because many people struggle with things that happen in their lives and they don't understand the reason for it, but it's because they are focused on many things and not the right thing. Many things and not the right thing. Amen? And so some, some get so fixated, listen to this, on trying not to become somebody or something that they find themselves becoming exactly that. People are so fixated on not becoming like their parents. I, I'm just not going to be the father like my dad was to me. I'm just not going to be like that. And I find myself becoming exactly that. Because I'm fixated on something that I don't want to become. I'm not fi fixated on something that I want to become. Did you get that? So, so, so many people think about certain situations, they, they look at the environment and their circumstances and, and they fixate it on their unworthiness, their inabilities, their lack, their, their shortcomings and so on, and it manifests in their behavior. Let me put it like this, if you think like a slave, you will never behave like a king. If you think like a slave... Come on now. I want you to hear this this morning. I, I want South Africa to hear this. If you think like a slave, you will never behave like a king. And it is an intolerable thing, intolerable thing, when a slave becomes a king. According to the wisdom of Solomon. I just can't remember the, 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 the specific reference now. You can go and look it up. The Bible says that we are a chosen priesthood called as priests and kings for our God. And, and we heard this message all along. He is the king of kings and we are kings in this world. We are called to reign in this life. But if you think like a slave, 
you will not behave like a king. So whatever we are fixated on, we become. Our behavior manifests what we think about, what we fixated on. And there's many stories of people with so much potential that did not even reach or come close to that potential because they were fixated on all the wrong things. They were fixated on their weaknesses. They were fixated on, on, on their lack and inabilities and, and, and who knows what else that they didn't reach what God has actually placed in them. And that's sad. Many people who have received the Lord as their Savior still struggle with some sinful habits and, and they are bound up in addictions of some kind, causing destruction and loss in their lives and they're blocking the blessings of God all because they are fixated on the wrong thing and not on the right thing. And if you, if you haven't picked it up by now, the right thing is Jesus. The right thing is not a thing, it's a person. It's Jesus Christ himself. And uh, there's a wonderful story in the Old Testament that I quickly want to share with you in Genesis 30. It's about Jacob wanting to leave his uncle's house, uh, and his uncle is Uncle Laban. Now, you remember the whole story? Uh, Jacob went to work for, for Uncle Laban, and, and they negotiated that he would work seven years for his daughter Rachel. Very beautiful girl, very beautiful. So the Labola terms was seven years of labor. And so, so, the, so he worked the seven years and, and Laban tricked him. Jacob actually was the deceiver, but Laban deceived him. And, and so he reaped what he said. Any case, let me just get to the point. He got Leah, the, the crooked eye one, eyed one. I, I don't know if she... She had, 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 had ugly eyes or she was just ugly to look at. It's just one of the two. <laughs> so, <laughs> but in any case, uh, Jacob was upset and he, and he spoke to Laban and, and Laban said, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll change the Labola terms. I'll give you Rachel on credit, but you work another seven years to pay it off. So that's good. So when they got children and everything, this is now further down in the story, Jacob wanted to leave. And so he went into negotiation with Laban and agreed with Laban to, to take all this speckled and spotted sheep with him so that he can start his own thing away from his uncle's house and listen to what he did in Genesis 30, 37 to 43. Now Jacob took for himself rod of green poplar and of almond and chestnut trees peeled white strips in them and exposed the white which was in the rods and the rods which we had peeled he set before the flock in the gutters in the watering troughs where the flocks came to drink so that they should conceive when they came to drink so the flocks conceived before the rods and the flocks brought forth streaked speckled and spotted then Jacob separated the lambs and made the flock face toward the streak and all the brown in the flock of Laban but he put his own flocks by themselves and did not put it with Laban so this is a weird story but, but there's something in it. You know, nothing is written in the Bible without a purpose. There's something for you this morning. You, 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 might, you might have come to church thinking, oh, you know, let's just get this over and done with. God has got something for you this morning. You see, when he speaks about sheep, he speaks about us. This is not a farming lesson. Everything has a greater purpose. So, so Jacob comes and he drives these rods into the ground at the, at the watering hole where the animals made it. They looked at the spots and the speckles on these rods, and that is what they reproduced. 
And so we see the sheep of God in the symbol of the watering hole, in the place of meditation, in the place of fellowship, in the place of gazing at something, bringing forth what they're looking at, that what they are focusing on. So what, what, what I fellowship with, what I fixate my thoughts on, is what I will reproduce. That is the point of this whole weird story. <laughs> and, and so I need, to, I need to really get down to it and, and fix my focus. I need to get fixated on Jesus. You see, when I feed my thoughts with things that I don't want to be or become, I reproduce the very thing that I don't want. For as a man thinketh within himself, so is he. So the stuff that I indulge my thoughts in, I tend to reproduce. We spend a lot of energy uh, trying not to be something instead of being who God created us and empowered us and anointed us to be. Come on. I need to move my focus away from, from all these negative things because God has empowered me to fixate on Him, to fixate on Jesus, to, to focus on Him. It's, 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 it's a crazy thing, but we reproduce what we think of, what we imagine. I had this golf metaphor, Pastor Johnny, again. So, so when golfers, uh, amateur golfers play golf, we usually have water hazards on a golf course. That's, that's like a, a normal little dam. And, and they put the green where the hole is. I'm, I'm just explaining for those who don't understand golf. You need to get the ball on the green. They were close to the hole so that you can put the ball into the hole. So, so they usually put water on some of the holes in front of this green. So you have to hit the ball over the water. And so many amateurs get stuck into this place where they have to hit the ball over the water. They think to themselves, oh, I just have to get it over the water. Oh, the water. I just, I, I need another club. I, I, I need to hit this thing over the water. I just need to hit it over the water. Guess where that ball is going? Into the water. <laughs> That's what happens. So, so it's crazy, but we reproduce what we imagine. I, I see what I don't want, and just visualizing it causes me to reproduce it. Many people with abusive parents never wanted to become that, but became exactly that because they promised themselves that they would not become that. Keeping, them, keeping this whole thing in front of them the whole time is not the way of not becoming. I need to get fixated on Jesus. Amen. So let's, let's make it easy to understand. This is an illustration. I struggle with alcohol. I, said, I say it again. This is an illustration. <laughs> so, so, so I try to stop because I've become a Christian now. I try to stop, but I keep it in front of me. I, I, I don't want to drink. You know, and all the ads I see on TV is about Casa Lager and all these kinds of things and and I, I, I want to walk past the bar I know there's a bar on that street and there's a bar on that street I just I, I, I remember I remind myself I write it down how how it made me feel the next day gives me a big headache and da 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 it makes my mouth dry and, and it messes up my relationships 
But as long as I keep it in front of me, I won't stop. I will keep on. Same thing with my relationship with my wife or my fiance or my girlfriend. You know, I, I, I want to be faithful to my wife. I, I want to be faithful. And, 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 but you know, the, 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 it, it, it's so easy. It's so easy. Not just pictures and, and movies, but I can now chat to someone face to face on my screen in the privacy of my own room. You think... And, and, and I, I, I just, I, I don't want to look, I don't want to be looking, I don't want to connect into that chat room anymore. And the more you don't want to do it, the more you do it. Fix your thoughts. Fix your thoughts onto Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith. So how do I get out of this substandard life of living in the flesh, doing the things that I don't want to do and shouldn't be doing because it steals the blessing of living in the abundance that Jesus has for me? I, I, I break out of it by responding to the call of God on my life and I meditate on His vision for me. The word meditation, Chris Valentin says, the word meditation is connected to the word medicine, which means in a positive way, meditation is to think in a way that makes one healthy Philippians Philippians 4 verse 8 says think about all kinds of, of, of good things you remember that uh, scripture so keep your thoughts continually fixed on all that is authentic and real honorable and admirable beautiful and respectful pure and holy merciful and kind and fasten your thoughts on every glorious work of God praising him always so, so when my thoughts want to go in certain directions and there's distractions, I just think of my wife because she's everything that this verse says. <laughs> she's a glorious work of God. And, and, and so I become the person that he created and called me to be when I meditate on the things of God. Psalms 37 verse 4 in the Passion Translation, make God the utmost delight and pleasure of your life and he will provide for you what you desire the most. It's such a beautiful illustration in the Bible of Mary. You know, Luke 2 verse 19 says, but Mary treasured all these things. This is what the angel said to her. In her heart, she treasured it in her heart and often pondered what they meant. She pondered the word of God in her heart and gave birth to the Savior of the world. What she imagined became flesh and dwelt among us. Hallelujah. <laughs> so so how, do I, how do I focus? How do I fixate my thoughts? Start each morning with praise. Praise God for everything that he has done for you. Praise God for everything that he promised he's going to do for you. Just praise him, praise him, and thank him. The second one is make time and spend time in the word of God. Sometimes just read the word, just read the word until he speaks. God always speaks. Just spend time in his word and read until he speaks. Sometimes I just read the word and I sit on his lap and I just enjoy his presence. And sometimes I fall asleep in his presence. And, and you know, I thought about this the other day. Our, our grandkids came to visit us on Friday evening and she sat in my lap and, and she fell asleep. And I had such a good feeling of, oh, my baby. 
Can you imagine how your heavenly father feels when you sit on his lap, just enjoy his presence, his closeness? Spend time in his presence. Spend time in prayer. Be part of a prayer group. Uh, uh, pray on your own. Pray without ceasing. The fourth one is connect to church. Connect to the family. Discover who you are in Christ Jesus. Start to belong to a family. There's nothing like being part of family and grow in the family. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I, I'm so excited. I'm so excited about what Jesus has done for me. I want to I read a scripture to you uh, in conclusion. Hebrews 12. As for us, we have all these great witnesses who encircle us like clouds. So we must let go of every wound that has pierced us and the sin we easily, so we easily fall into. Then we will be able to run life's marathon race with passion and determination. For the path has been already marked out before us. We look away from the natural realm and we fasten our gaze onto Jesus who birthed faith within us and who leads us forward into faith's perfection. His example is this, because his heart was focused on the joy of knowing that you would be his, he endured the agony of the cross and conquered its humiliation and now sits exalted at the right hand of the throne of God. Jesus went the distance for you. He... he, he he focused on you on the other side of the cross. Endured the cross because he saw you. He saw you. That was the joy of his heart, that you might become his own. Every one of us, his own. Hallelujah. I want to encourage you this morning. Fix your focus. Fixate on Jesus. He is your everything. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's just pray. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the power of your word. Thank you that your word just penetrates and, and brings transformation. We just thank you. Father, I pray for every person in this place that you will help us, Holy Spirit, to, to change our focus, to turn away, to understand the power that you have given us, the authority of the name of Jesus Christ to turn away, to take thoughts captive and to think about you, to think about your purpose for our lives and to live the life that you have prepared ahead of time for each one of us to walk in so that people might come to see you, hear you and know you. Father, we give you praise this morning and we thank you for your word. We thank you for transformation. We thank you for change. As we behold, we become like you. As we behold, we are being transformed from glory to glory. Father, we thank you. We love you. We love you so much. Thank you for joining us during this episode of Living Life with Dr. Theo and Bev Volmerans. We hope that through this inspired teaching, you had an encounter with God. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev Volmerans and would like to enjoy more resources, we hope you will visit our website at www.christianfamilychurch.co.za or for our American listeners, www.christianfamilychurchsa.com.